Hello, and welcome to the Study Apply Thrive podcast. I am Vita Cash, your host. This podcast is called Study Apply Thrive because we know when we study and apply the Word of God that we can thrive in every area of life. So grab a journal, a cup of tea, a pen, the Word, and get ready to learn something good. Today's podcast is a recording from the 221 Marriage Ministry at Flow Church. We did a special session on mental health for couples during Mental Health Awareness Month. So if you have someone special with you, go ahead and listen with them or not just listen alone and share your notes with them later. Enjoy this podcast. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. And welcome to 221 Marriage Ministry. We are Dr. and Mrs. or Dr. and Pastor Cash. And we are so excited that you're here with us tonight. Let's pray and get into the word. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we just thank Thank you, you, Lord God, for your goodness. Father, you are so wonderful. You're so generous. And just we just worship you tonight, Lord God. Father, we give your name all the praise, honor, and glory. Father, we ask that you just be with us during this time. God, anoint this session, Lord God. Allow our words to come forth with boldness, power, and authority, and anoint the hearers to hear and receive. Father, we declare now that miracle signs and wonders will follow this word, and that you will be glorified in everything that we say and everything that we do, and everything that the hearers hear will be for our good and for your glory. And we give your name all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise hey. Hey. How you doing? Wonderful. <laughs> I'm doing good. How has your day been today? My day has been good, productive, mm-hmm. blessed, and I'm ready to get into the work. Ready to get into work. So, okay. I, no, how about you? How about your day? I'm just saying that's me. Yeah. yeah. How about you? My day has been good. It has been productive and fruitful and busy, but not stressful. Okay. Not overwhelming. Um, so it's been a good day today. Yes. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So. Uh, those tuning in, welcome. Thank God for you. If this is your first time, we have hosts and greeters in our chat section. You can feel free to engage with them. If you're watching full screen or if you just don't want to engage or you're sitting there with your spouse, um, by all means, just you know, take notes and get the Word of God. The significance of maintenance in your marriage and getting marriage ministry is is so so very important uh, it is it is vital so you being here you getting this word is a great step toward you having an enjoyable marriage for the entirety of your marriage life mm-hmm. amen and we're going to be talking about mental health tonight as many of you know this is the month of may and it's national mental health awareness uh, month i said month twice and it's national Mental Health Awareness Month. (laughs) And even beyond it being a national month of recognition, this ministry has always had mental health on our platform. Our annual women's conference is dedicated to stress, depression, and anxiety. We talk about mental health because we understand that your mental and emotional wellness affects everything that you touch. It affects your ability to be a good husband or a good wife, your ability to be happy in your relationships, not just your marital relationships, but your friendships with your children, with your parents. It affects your ability to go after your goals. Sometimes fear will stop you from going after something that God absolutely promised you that you could have. And so when we don't talk about mental and emotional health in church, we leave it up to the kingdom of God to get information from other places. And there's good information out there. But for us as believers, we have to have the word of God and the culture of the kingdom be our hallmark for how we do things. And that includes dealing with our emotional health. And there's a difference between emotional health and emo or mental health and mental illness. Mental illness is a diagnosed condition that usually has something to do with uh, imbalanced hormones or something else. Mental health is something that you most of the time have the ability to to maintain. If you think about your skin, there's a difference between you not using lotion and you having um, a dermatology issue that needs medication or a cream or ointment. I couldn't think of one. Um, Eczema. Eczema. There's a difference between you not using lotion and you needing and you having eczema. One is a wellness issue and one 
is a diagnosed illness and you need the intervention of a trained physician that God leads you to to take care of that issue. So when we talk about mental wellness and mental health, we're talking about the things that 99.9% you have the ability to control um, without medication, things like that. Now, that being said, we here at Flow Church are big uh, advocates of therapy and counseling. Those are not bad words. Those are not out of faith words. Those are things that you are doing everything and using every resource that God gives you to be able to get the mental health that you know you're supposed to have. And so we want you, before you get there, that we want you to be sure that you're using the lotion before you go straight to the eczema cream, <laughs> that you're doing everything that you're supposed to do. Did you want to jump in? Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. And, and as we go to the word tonight, there is a heightening, especially in the United States uh, these days where a government is reviewing and looking at laws and how they affect people and, and how they how they interact with um, people's rights and, and 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 the reason I bring that up is because it's important for us to not depend on the world system for our source of judgment, mm -hmm. but to turn toward the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so the same way God said that we are in this world, but not of this world, it's important for us to look at our marriages and our relationships, not in the terms of what the United States government says because the government says mm -hmm. if you just you know you pay some dollars at the courthouse you can sign a piece of paper and you can get married well you know God says you're entering into covenant mm -hmm. that same system says hey if you if you separate for a period of time then you come back to the courthouse you can sign some other papers that mm -hmm. say that you're no longer married and God said well Moses gave you that because of the hardness of your heart but God's will was that you you, you would stay together so there's often conflict between what man's rules and his self-rule and his self-righteousness and between God's rules and God's righteousness. Mm -hmm. And so the reason we go to the word of God, the reason we come to marriage ministry, the reason we get these things is so that we are prepared and know as best we can what God's heart is mm -hmm. to avoid the temptation of following the enemy's heart, mm -hmm. Satan's heart. Because few people of any unless they have mental illness mm -hmm. went to the altar stood in front of all their friends and family and said man I just can't wait to be throwing pots and pans at you <laughs> and scratch keying your car and, and then you know throwing your cell phone in the water and mm. calling you all sorts of names and not speaking to you for three days. I just can't wait. That's why I spent 20 grand on this whole elaborate affair mm -hmm. to feed these people. Let them see that in a couple of years, I'm going to be at your throat and you're going to be at mine. <laughs> like, again, you have to have the mental illness to be there. Uh, but the 99%, the mental health part, mm -hmm. is what can affect and get in and get you to that place and get you to that area if you don't maintenance it, That's if you right. don't take care of it, if you don't um, work on it. Because, you know, it has to be this great analogy with the lotion and the eczema. Well, if you neglect to use it or you use the wrong kind or you use too much, it can cause conditions mm -hmm. that seem like that, that turn into um, health conditions mm -hmm. when it's really, it started out as a hygiene problem. And right. had you had proper hygiene, you never would have developed mm -hmm. the, the disease or whatever that the, the doctors now diagnose it. So I'm saying the same thing with your marriage. If you deal with the pettiness, the, this, the, mm -hmm. you know, the thoughts of, oh, who is she doing? How, where is she? Mm -hmm. how, what does she think? What is she? If you deal with those thoughts, that it can keep you from getting to the place where now you are out of control, unhealthy, right. the cops are being called. Right, right. And that, that's so good. And we, we want to, we're going to be talking about this all month. So you're going to see us a lot this month talking about this Amen. because it is so important. And I love what you were saying, Pastor Russell, about sometimes 
it's the neglect of the hygiene that leads to something else. Mm -hmm. And we have to be willing to, as in the book of Corinthians, it says, arrest every thought and kind of make it subject to the word of God. Like, is this the word of God? Is this the word of God? Is this word of God? And don't allow thoughts to go lingering for months and months and months and months and months and years, you know, and years and years and years and just being willing to actively take control of some things and be willing to ask the hard questions and be willing to be accountable to someone else, hopefully the person you're sitting next to right now and allow them to ask you, why do you think that way without it being offensive? Or you saying, well, you know what happened in my childhood? I can't believe you asked me that. Okay, yeah. But why are you still thinking that way? And if it's still impacting you to this degree, why haven't you agreed to go to counseling? Why haven't you agreed to maybe stop talking to those family members? Why haven't you agreed to do that? Mm -hmm. Because you doing it alone is not what's going to yield the best rate of success in most cases. That's so good. In most cases, you're going to need somebody else's help. And so we just want to walk you through the word and we're not going to finish this tonight. So you'll see us again. Um, uh, We'll have women's ministry about this. I believe men's ministry this month will be, will men's ministry be about this? And so we're going to, we want to really just give you all of this for the whole month because we want you whole. Now here in first Thessalonians chapter five, verse 23, it says, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so you hear, see here the writer praying for, he's writing a letter, and he's praying for the church at Thessalonica. Did I say that right? Thessalonica. Thessalonica, thank you. And he's saying, but the prayer is very specific. He says, I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved until Jesus comes back. And the reason why we need to point that out is because you are a three-part being. You are a spirit. And that's the part of you that gets renewed the moment you become born again. You get a, you, you connect with God's spirit. You receive Holy Spirit. It's the part of you that is connected with God. You have a body. Your body is like the the car that you navigate in. You know, it's how you maneuver around earth and it's how you maneuver in this world. And then you also have a soul. And the soul is your personality. It's your emotions. It's your feelings. It's your decision making. It's um, all of the the parts of you that make you you. You know, because we're designed to look and be just like God, most of our spirits look very similar because we're made in the image of God with our spirits. We all have access to the spiritual gifts. We all have the fruit of the spirit as long as we're developing them. Those are things that make a reflection of God in us that we then share with the world. But our personalities, our souls, our decisions, like what makes me, y'all, look, I am so silly and so funny. I can laugh all by myself and my family are there used to me. Like I can see a little video on, um, on Twitter or something. I'm, I will laugh out loud. Like for, like for the rest of the day, I'll just burst into laughter thinking about that. Pastor Russell is not, he's much more serious than me. He is so much more serious. He gets up for like, I wake up laughing most mornings because it's something that happened yesterday. I love to laugh. But our personalities are different because our souls are different. It's the part of us that God gave us to be unique, to draw men unto them, unto him, to use our gifts to glorify God for our good, to use our gifts to um, to have harvest, to make money so that we can be a blessing to the kingdom and a blessing to others. It's that part of us. So it's our souls that have to be conditioned by the power of the word of God. God. It's our souls that have to be conditioned. It's our souls that have to be sanctified. And so he's saying, not just your spirit, the part that connects with God directly, not that you're not, not just your body, the part that, you know, wellness, you know, eat less and move more. That's the equation for losing weight, get more sleep, drink more water, use lotion, you know, all those things. We know that part, but there's this other part, our soul that the writer is saying he wants all three to be preserved spirit, soul, and body. And so when you think about mental health or mental wellness, it's about you being willing to submit the elements of your soul to God that you are fully aware are not a reflection of the word of God. Amen. 
And that, that takes a level of maturity because we can say, oh, well, it's just my personality. Well, yeah, we all have a personality, but once we become born again, we have to willingly submit that personality, willingly submit that character, willingly submit that disposition over to the things of God. And guess what? You can most of the time keep your exact same personality as a believer, but just increase the quality of your character. Because in most cases, it's not the personality that's a problem, it's the character that's a problem. It's not wrong with being outspoken is what you're saying when you're speaking out <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being an a-type personality or being an alpha person it's how you treat the people that you follow that's the problem so it's not usually the personality it's the character and the character development like you were saying on sunday is what needs to go with faith and so as you're thinking about mental health, if you've never been a part of, I've been to one of our services before, we're so happy you're here. Please stay around. You're going to have a Praise great God. time. But if you're wondering, why are we talking about this in church? Why are we talking about mental health in church? We should be doing that at group counseling, whatever. We absolutely should be talking about it in church because it's a part of who you are, the way that God created you. And we are designed through the word of God to minister to every element of who you are. Praise and God. here at Flow Church, we absolutely do that. We want you to follow Christ, love others, and what's the last part? Work on yourself. And so this is a huge part of who we are as a community to challenge you to work on yourself. So let's read one more scripture and we'll get into our questions. Amen. That work? Praise God. Okay, y'all pray that my phone doesn't die, okay? <laughs> I have my notebook, I have my Bible, I have my phone. I got a lot of stuff going on here. And uh, let's see, uh, Psalms 107. And Pastor Russell, please jump in because you know I can talk about this this topic this forever. Is, this is my passion area. Yeah, this is this is good, Pastor. This is very good. And the I, I just want us to appreciate just for a minute before Pastor Peter reads the scripture, the idea of developing your character to be a better spouse. Mm, yes. You know, I mean, just like when you said that just now, it, it kind of it, it hit me like that's a very unselfish thing, but mm -hmm. it's it's powerful in your like developing, developing your character because character, you know, is defined as, as who you are, who you can be, even if no one else is watching or no mm -hmm. one else is looking at or no one is going to check up on you. No one's going to know. And character in this instance with your spouse is being willing to do what's right and do what's fair and do what's equitable, even though you're doing it with someone who you know all their flaws. Right. Right. And so, so you developing better thoughts, mm -hmm. better thought processes, better relational processes with your spouse. And you know they forgot to take the chicken out. Mm -hmm. You know they forgot. You know what they did seven years ago. You know what they did nine years ago. You know what they did this morning. You know what they did three weeks ago. You know when they spent too much money. You know when they yelled at you. You know when they had a bad. So you know all of their weaknesses and all of that. And you could use all of that against them. But when you develop your, your character, your character says, I'm going to treat you in the honorable way that mm -hmm. God desires for me to treat you mm -hmm. without you having to earn it. The mm -hmm. same way God treats us mm -hmm. in an honorable way without us having to earn it. Like That's we so don't good. have to do goody, goody things to earn God's anything. He gives it to us because he loves us. Mm -hmm. So when you say you love your spouse, and we learned last week that saying I'm in love with you, saying I'm in God with you. So mm -hmm. since I'm in God with you, I can be toward you like God and not and so as we talk about this tonight your development helps ease the burden of your spouse mm -hmm. mental pressure which then makes that person better which then in turn eases yours so it becomes a give and take a back and forth to where you're building upon each other to where you reach the plateau together mm -hmm. as opposed to separately pulling each other down or weighing on each other. Amen. And that that's so good because it goes back to the W of working on yourself. You have to be willing to say, hey, I'm being unfair to them. Mm -hmm. I'm treating them like what they did nine years ago right. or who they were nine years ago. And I need to deal with them with based on who they are right now. Not who they were last night, who they are right now. Because God promised us new mercies every morning. 
you know, he said that every day his mercies are new. It's actually how it's written. His mercies are new every morning. And we have to be willing to extend that to our spouse. And, and, this, this <laughs> Go ahead. Level. and then the next level, that's the, that's the good level. But mm -hmm. the even greater level is you learn to deal with them on whom they will be. Mm -hmm. Right? Because that's, that's how God, that's how God, God dealt with Jeremiah on whom he was to be. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah said, but wait, I'm a child. He said, don't say you're a child. Because I'm dealing with you based on where you're going. And so your your spouse is working on some things and you start dealing with them as if they've already worked it out. Mm -hmm. You give them credit and issue them credit mm -hmm. and grace, like as if they've already fixed it. And so when they come and oh, I apologize, this is okay. You, you, I see you as, I know you as, that's even even great. Go ahead. And that, that's so good. Um, we're going to get to Psalms 107 in a second. But when we were saying, when we were looking at Thessalonians, um, That it takes work. I lost my thought for saying <laughs> that it takes work um, for you to, you have to bring some work to the effort for your mental health. And we call that process of developing your soul or maturing your soul or making your soul spiritually mature. We call it sanctification. Yeah. And the Bible says that a sanctified wife will sanctify, sanctify her, her husband, husband. Yeah, and a yes. sanctified husband will sanctify, sanctify his wife. Right. So when I realize that there's areas for me to grow and I grow in those areas, and then instead of criticizing him for not being uh, at the level that I'm at, I then extend that sanctification to him Dang by glory. forgiving or dealing with him based on how I know God wants him to be and all those things. I'm now pulling sanctification out of him. I'm now prompting him and pulling him and encouraging him and he's encouraging me. And so even though I'm working on myself, we say this all the time, when you get better, everything around you gets better. Yes. When you elevate your standards, the standards for everything around you elevates. Mm -hmm. When you become a better spouse, your whole family becomes better, your, your immediate God. family. When you become more educated, everything around you gets better. And so this sanctification of the soul, this willingness to do the soul work, this willingness to work on you is more than you not being stressed, is more than you not being angry, is more than you not being frustrated. It's about creating a new quality of life that can be so powerful, they will almost take you up, take you by surprise and catch you off guard. Like, how did all of a sudden we get here? Yes. How do we yes. start making this kind of money? How did I get these new friends? How do we get this? Because you did the work to deal with your mental health. You did the work to grow your to, to grow your soul. You did the work to let go of pain. You did the work to let go of frustration. Amen. You did the work to Amen. forgive. And we're admitting that it's work. It's not osmosis. The things of the spirit, the things of the spirit are just given. The things of the soul are work. Write that down. See you Right. Host read. Put that in the chat. Things of the spirit are given. Freely, Freely given. given. Freely given. What God the things says. Things of the soul. Mm -hmm. Got to work for them. <laughs> them most calls. What does he say? A freely given. Freely to enjoy. With the, um... All things are given to us freely. Yeah. To enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to look it up and tell you before the end. I'm drawing a blank right now. But we want you to see that. And so it's not just about you. It's about the legacy you want to leave as a couple. We, we want you to leave a legacy yes. of sound mind um, for your children, for your nieces and nephews, for all of the lineage that's going to come behind you. We want you to leave a legacy of sound mind. We still haven't gotten to the questions, yeah, oh, Dr. Cash. I know. We, 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 we're going to get to <laughs> the questions. We're going to get to the questions. But mm -hmm. th this is worth the price of admission. I want you to, to listen to me. God's giving you all things uh, richly to enjoy. <laughs> I, had to, I had to remember it. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Amen. <laughs> I, I learned this some years ago and I didn't think about it until you were just saying it just now. Mm -hmm. And and this this changed me and it made me appreciate my sanctified wife where the thing I started to appreciate at one time I, I despised. Mm -hmm. and, and let me let me tell you what I want to say and I talked about this years ago. It it really blessed me. I wanted to be at a hundred percent of whatever, you know, my assignment, my call in life. I wanted to be at a hundred percent. And so 
I shared that with my wife. I expressed that vision to my wife. Here's where I believe God wants me to be as a man, as a father, as a pastor. These are the things I want to do, who I want to represent, how I want to, how I want to be. Now, at the time, I was about at, say, 70, 65, right? 65%, 70% You always wanted 100 in my eyes, Thank sweetie. Thank you, beautiful. Well, <laughs> keep listening to the story, okay? Keep listening to the story. Me grab my eyelashes. Keep, keep listening to the story. Keep, keep listening. So... So when I had worked and got to 82, you know, 82 is a B. And then especially when I got to like 88, you know, that's a B plus. And then in some areas I got into like a 90 or 91. That's an A in PG County Public Schools. That's an A, you know, and, and you know, hard classes like physics and calculus and stuff. When you get an A in those classes, you've really done something. You, you've achieved something. And so I was looking at what I had achieved and while my wife was celebrating that, she was also pushing me to get, okay, you're at 89. Okay, I see you being able to get that other 11%. Kind of like what she just said. See, she didn't even know, but kind of like what she just said. I see you being able to get that other 11%. So whenever I would kind of fall short in that other 11 she would lovingly and graciously point out, hey, you're better than this. Hey, you can mm -hmm. do this. Hey, you can, mm -hmm. you know, you can still, you can achieve this. You can do that. You can, whether it's a financial goal, it's like, okay, 70,000 is good, but you know, you wanted 100,000. What are you going to do? What's your plan? Did you pray? Did you sow a seed? Did you do? And and so, and so for me though, I had achieved something. I'm like, man, I, shoot, everybody ain't got 70. I did this. I worked hard for this. I, you know, I grew up in plan. I ain't had this. Why she always, and, and, and so her, her, pull of sanctification was an offense to me mm -hmm. right it was an offense to me kind of like if you were a member of my church and it's an offense to you that i'm always i'm encouraging you not just to make a list but to develop your character like pastor Lehman, let me just do my faith confessions why, why are you trying to you know my character why i got you know i pay tithes and give offering but you telling me that to love and forgive now why don't you leave me alone with that just take the offer and take no 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 because the pull of sanctification is to the full, the fullness of God. God has given you all things Hallelujah. richly to enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. All things work together for your good. So mm -hmm. the pull of sanctification is to get all that out. So when we're talking about mental health, like if there's an area where you, well, I just get quiet for a couple days, but then I come back. We're not going to leave you alone about that because we want to get that couple days up out because your enjoyable life does not include a couple days of in the room, dark and just moody, melancholy because the season changed or because it's, it's Thanksgiving time or because it's Valentine's. You remember back in, we want to pull all of that up out of you. Yes. And so what I started to see was, instead of it saying as she wasn't celebrating what I saw, because she was celebrating, but what I, what I came to understand was that she was pulling out of me mm -hmm. what I really wanted, mm -hmm. right? And so, so instead of me looking like, why didn't she just let me rest there? I started appreciating the fact that she would not let me rest there Amen. because I was not going to be fulfilled at an 89. I, I needed to get to 100. I needed to get to the place where I completed the task where I could hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over and it, it couldn't be just over a little. Everything that God gave me, I needed to accomplish and achieve. So once I saw that in my life, it changed mentally. It changed from her urging being a stressful thing to being, ooh, she believes in me. Mm -hmm. See, same word, same action, but my mental state changed. And so now what was an offense now became an encouragement. Now became a, yeah, see, be the thing I can do. It. So I know I can do it. Oh, she building me up. Oh, she got, and now all of a sudden I'm coming out, pumping my chest up, feeling like Superman because the same words that used to, I used to perceive in the wrong way. Right, and, and I think that, excellent. Excellent Praise point. The Lord. That's why she said I was in it. <laughs> it's sometimes we carry over childhood trauma, and we're really going to get to these questions, y'all, that we feel like somebody's always picking on us, so we don't have a pe enough people affirming us and things like that. So you get married, and you perceive your spouse pushing you as someone picking on you mm -hmm. or someone not affirming you. Mm -hmm. And that's the part of you working on yourself to say, hey, this person loves me. This person has always believed in me. This person has always had my best interest at heart. Yeah. So now why am I offended that they're pushing me towards what I really said I wanted? Mm -hmm. You know, and that, again, takes us doing the work to deal with our mental health. And because 
and and I'll tell y'all one of my stories later about me having to really deal with trust. I had major trust issues. I mean, I trusted no one, literally trusted no one. <laughs> y'all y'all think I'm joking. I slept with a weapon for the first three years of our marriage. Not because I thought he would do something. I knew he would never do anything to hurt me, but because in case I need to help him if somebody broke in, I was never going to be caught off guard. Y'all think I'm joking. <laughs> y'all think I'm joking. You know, um, because I didn't try. I had a hard time trusting. I mean, I would listen to people and be like, mm -hmm, I don't know if I trust this. I mean, just the littlest things. And God had to really deal with me with that. But he was so patient with me as I was working through those issues. Again, him pulling the sanctification out of me in the area of trust. And so you'll see how the two of you working together will help both of you achieve your mental wellness goals. Amen. Okay, so let's Praise read God. this real quick. Then we you better get to read the it, better okay. read it. Okay. <laughs> okay, Psalms 107. We want this to be one of your memory verses. Psalms 107 and 9 says, For he sanctifies the longing of the soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Talking about God. He sanctifies the longing of the soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. So anything that you feel like your soul is lacking, remember your soul is your thinking, your feeling, your emotions, your decision making, your personality. If you realize that there's something lacking in any of those areas, God will fill it. Amen. He will fill it with goodness. Now he may use counseling, he may use therapy, he may use your spouse, he may use your friends, he may use other people to be a part of your process, but ultimately he's the one doing the feeling. He's the one doing the sanctification and the satisfying. And so we want you to keep that in mind. If you feel like I have trust issues, I have fear issues, I have these kind of issues, you need that to be filled. I want you to go to God and take it to God and say, God, you said in your word that you would fill my soul, that you would uh, satisfy my soul. God, my soul is lacking in the area of peace. I don't rest well. I'm always anxious. I'm fearful. I always think I have an illness. I always think something's bad going to happen. I'm always meditating on calamity and things like that. We want you to take this script. This is your stand on scripture when it Amen. comes to your mental health. This is your stand that God will fill your soul. He will fill it. And you know that God hasn't given you the fear, the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. That he promised you a sound mind. And then he also promised that he would fill your soul. And so when you have those two things just etched in your thinking, you know that anytime fear comes up, anytime um, frustration comes up, anytime anger comes up, anytime a worry comes up, anytime a lack of rest or exhaustion comes up, that you have something to stand on that I, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not how I'm supposed to feel. This is not for me. I know that God has something more for me. And then you give your spouse permission to help cultivate that in you. Amen. And you don't get offended by it. You embrace it and you lean in. Even when it's uncomfortable, you still lean into it. And we've been working um, on our physical bodies. And last night we were doing planks. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do this plank anymore. And at 30 seconds feels like 30 minutes when you're doing a plank. And I just had to keep telling myself, lean into it, lean into it. Make sure your posture is right. Make sure your form is right. Lean into it, lean into it, lean into it. Because when it's time to go to the pool, I'm not going to be complaining about those planks every day. I'm going to be like, I'm so glad I did those planks, <laughs> you know. And so my point is, when you no longer deal with those emotional and mental uh, wellness issues, you'll be so glad you did the work. Amen. Okay, you ready for Amen. questions? I'm ready for questions. Okay, Praise so God. we're going to just ask you other questions back and forth. And if we don't get through this tonight, it's okay because we're going to be doing this all month long to make sure you get what you need. Amen. So I'm going to ask Pastor Russell the first question. And here it is. It's on my phone. <laughs> question number one, Dr. Cash. Generally speaking, I know you can't pinpoint what every man is thinking and how every man feels, but generally speaking, what do men consider mental health issues and what causes them? Okay, good question. Um, generally, men don't. What do you mean? Men don't consider mental health. <laughs> okay. We, I mean, we, so, uh, good thing we're both answering these questions mm -hmm. because most ladies or some spouses consider mental health issues all the time mm -hmm. and you may be married to somebody who 
didn't doesn't consider them at all. Right. Men typically don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you're not there like in the locker rooms on the ball fields or whatever. But we don't go up to each other and say, "How you feeling? How you? <laughs> how's your, you know? Maybe y'all did should. You, did you like <laughs> like you know? Was your bath okay? Was you know? Did was the water warm? Is it was it? Is, is your skin exfoliate? We we don't we don't actually you know did you you know when you what was the room well lit when you had your morning tea? We don't we don't we don't ask each other that. We, <laughs> we, we, we just we just don't. I mean it's it's kind of a training from, um, you know we'll talk about our cars like mm-hmm. you know to think about conversations with my friends. We all talked about our cars and yeah I'm I'm looking at this ride and oh yeah I got my new Rams. We talk about cars. We talk about money, uh, making money or like damn I need to make some money. Uh, yeah I'm doing this or I'm doing that to make oh I, I just I just made some money. He has just got money. I'm getting some money there. Right? Um you know if you're single and you're dating or if you're looking for you know you you talk about women oh yeah you, oh you're going out with uh darlene oh you're going oh yeah oh yeah how's that going oh yeah for real yeah she yeah she's not okay she yeah that's cool okay yeah right we, we that's what we but we don't talk about and we don't we we haven't been taught to think about or discuss our, our, our mental our mental health okay um Go ahead. No, no. I I have to allow you to answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If we did talk about, Mm -hmm. if we did uh, talk about mental health issues and what causes them, uh, one of the biggest things would be, would be stress. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, men... (laughs) Men foster a lot of responsibility, and I taught a lesson, I believe, last Father's Day, um, who hails a cab for Superman, mm-hmm. and if you haven't li- listened to that, I would encourage everybody to go back and listen to that, because the crux of that is that a lot of times for a man, you know, everybody has the opportunity and right to go to God, mm-hmm. but then... A wife has the opportunity to go to her husband. Mm-hmm. The children have the opportunity to go to daddy. Uh, a sister has the opportunity to go to brother. And and so, um, you know, the man can then be a hub and a conduit, you know, a natural representation of God. You know, you can, of course, go to God, but you can go to the man. Classically, especially in our community, the man doesn't have someone to go to. Right. Right. And then if you compound that with, a lot of men who didn't have a father who knew God and some men didn't have a father at all in the home. Mm-hmm. Some men don't even know their father, don't have any relationship with their father, don't know whether he's alive or dead. And that's not a stone at that. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. So when you compound that of not having someone, so if you're not used to going to your dad, it's not just a natural thing to do it with your with your friends mm-hmm. or your or your brothers, whereas mm-hmm. uh, women, women and men, more often do not have a mom. Mm-hmm. So you guys are used to talking to uh, another female. Mm-hmm. You know, your mom helping you with things as a teenager, as a girl, and, and without respect to how deep those relationships are, you're at least used to okay, the mother figure, the mother figure, and there's not the father figure. So when you grow up, ladies talk a lot with their girls. Oh, girl, you know this? When you do this? What you doing with your head? What you doing with your this? What you, when you going to wear this? Oh, you going to you going this? You going to this? Hey, man. Hey, man. What's up? All right, what's up? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you catch the game? Right. You catch the game? All right. Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah, you get a promotion? Okay, cool. Yeah, so you rolling. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you good? I'm good. Yeah, we good. All right, good. Conversation over. Let's wow. play PlayStation. Let's play video mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's shoot some pool. Let's go lift weights or do whatever else. Let's do some other activity. But like talking about mental. Now, that's not healthy. That's not good. You but know. it's the reality. And that's what we want. We want to talk about the reality tonight. But it is the reality. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you for that answer. That I wasn't expecting. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> can I share your iPad? You can share my iPad. Okay. <laughs> so. And so, same question to you. Okay, so we do. <laughs> and just repeat the question. Um, generally speaking, what do women consider uh, mental health issues and what causes them? And for women, we talk 
we talk. We talk without prompting. Oh, I know. My best friend. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> and you do a good job listening to me. We talk without prompting. We talk without uh, any provocation other than it's an opportunity for someone to listen. Um, I went out to dinner with one of my friends um, maybe about a month ago, and we said we decided we we're going to ride together. And as soon as she got in the car, she said, girl, let me tell you. And just like, <laughs> not hi, how you doing? Nothing. She just went right into it. And I was ready to listen. It wasn't, I didn't need <laughs> the salutation. <laughs> we went straight into it. So look, um, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Okay. But if that was, if, if I was picking up one of my buddies and mm-hmm. we were going somewhere, get in the car, he would get in. What's up, man? What's up? And we would. With the radio, we'd be listening, you know. Y'all don't talk about sports or Lecrae, your hobbies. Maybe. Or if sports had just happened. Building but we, a deck. Or <laughs> Lecrae would be on the radio. We'd be like, you know, bump our head, right? So y'all just, don't say, guess what? I found some new charcoal for the grill. You, you should try it. Y'all don't do stuff like that. Next question. <laughs> so I'd be like, just, girl, I found some new olive oil. It is so good. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, let me finish my question. Well, so, because a lot of times men, on the most part, and this is a generality, but it's not a, a standard, men are typically logic-based. Mm-hmm. And women are, for the most part, again, not, not are generally emotion-based. Mm-hmm. And so understanding the difference just helps you understand your spouse and understand yourself and understand that, your your spouse was created as a help me, so they're there to help you with those things. So Pasvita helps me with emotional understanding because, again, I, I didn't talk about it. I didn't. I don't feel a need for it, but mm-hmm. she helps me with that, and then I help her with logic based things. Mm-hmm. Like she's emotional about something, and I say, "Honey, it's <laughs> it's black, it's white." You know, and she said, well, I wish it was taupe or I wish it was chartreuse. Like, I know you wish it was those things and I know you feel that way. But the bottom line is, it's, it's due on the fifth. Right. Okay. And so we got to do, you know, whatever. And so that that's part of why Eve was created to help with the vision, help mm-hmm. Adam. They were differences. So go ahead. Up. Look, look, okay. You so, and your girlfriend's riding. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> chatting, you know. I mean, she got in the car and like, hey, girl, hey, girl, girl, let me tell you. And she, I mean, she went right in. And we just, t- like, all at dinner, I mean, it was a good thing we weren't sitting next to anyone because they would have been able to hear so much of our lives. We were just working it through, and at the end, she was like, girl, God wanted us to be great. Let's pray about it. <laughs> God has called us to be better. It was, I mean, that's just how we talk. And her husband was at home like, I'm so glad <laughs> she went out with Vita because... <laughs> so when we think about emotional... And mental wellness, and this is not an exhausted list, but I think the the top things that women deal with is exhaustion. Um, most women are tired a lot, especially if you have children and you're married. You are usually tired, um, fear or a lack of security, and those are different because fear is um, the present when you allow an outside stimuli to create an inward discomfort, and then you don't take control of that discomfort. That's what fear is in a nutshell. But a lack of security is not knowing, you know, so they're a little bit different. You know, I don't know if the rent is gonna be paid. I don't know if we're gonna be able to pay off the house. I don't know, I don't know. I need answers. That's the difference between fear and lack of security. And then a big one for women with emotional wellness and mental wellness is um, comparison. You know, she has a degree, I have a degree, but she's making three fifty a year and I'm making two hundred a year. Is she using more faith? Does she have more character? What should I be doing? And not from a point of jealousy, because you're sincerely happy for your sister. You're you're sincerely celebrating her and wanting her to be better. You know, sometimes seeing other people grow creates a, a insecurity in you sometimes that it becomes an issue. And then you begin getting busy doing things that maybe you don't need to do anyway because you're trying to keep up with your sister. Again, not from a position of jealousy, but it's like, oh, should I be doing that? You know, the same God that blessed her, is he trying to bless me, but I'm, am I in a way, am I blocking my blessing? Is It's that. And um, one thing that I think creates that, 
not the exhaustion part, but the fear and the comparison part is because sometimes we talk too much. <laughs> I was going to put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to put it out. Sometimes we talk too much. There are some things we should just be keeping to ourselves. Some things, and sometimes we listen too much. There are some things we ought not be listening to. And I'm not talking about the conversation of our friends. I mean, we only need to listen to all of what's going on in the world because we could, um, without knowing it begin to compare ourselves to what the world is doing Amen. and that can create mental ills for us a lack of mental wellness that's good you should have some good notes from this this is good praise god okay you want so, to ask me another question yes next question for you all right what are best practices for supporting men with their mental health now based on i we, we didn't practice this guy so based on your first answer uh, we don't think about it this may not be an easy question for you to answer oh no i gotta answer. But, oh you gotta answer i okay. gotta answer gotta okay answer. so now, i'm gonna repeat the questions what are best practices for supporting men and their emotional health okay or emotional wellness so mental mental health sorry guys mental health so all the men out there mm -hmm. want me to say sex Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can relate to that. Okay. But I'm my own man and I won't be peer pressured <laughs> in any way. Okay. It's just for them. It's not, it's just for them. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, sex. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I have questions. I have some follow up questions. You asked me the, you asked me the question. Go ahead. So, so, okay. So, Beyonce and, and and let and let me say let me say say it this way, I, you know we we said it in kind of a joke, but in a in a serious way. Um, one way to kind of help, you know, we talked about this before to help your husband or or your spouse, maybe the wife might be this way, is. Don't make everything all deep, you know, mm -hmm. don't make it all deep and spiritual. Don't make it all like, you know, well, you know, he, I, I, he seemed like he wanted to be, but he, he, uh, brushed his teeth first. Then he took a shower because he usually take a shower and he brushes teeth. So is he trying to, he, the brother's just trying to get to the happy place. Okay. He just, he just doing hygiene. He ain't, I, I, listen. Oh. Ask him now. Now, if you ask your husband, he say, "Oh no, there's a strict routine that I do, and if I ever vary it, and I take a shower first, and if the shower is more than seven to nine minutes, now I'm trying to send you a signal. If that's who you married to, bless God, there's a grace for you, and then you. But for all the rest of us, listen to the ladies. Listen to me. He ain't. He's not trying to be all psychoanalytical, and you know, oh well. I put on the 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 blue knot lingerie, and he didn't say the same thing he did when I wore the yellow lingerie. He, the brother ain't thinking about them clothes, okay? All he wants is lotion, and he good for the most part. I'm just telling you, okay? Just so don't so don't deepen it. Don't get up. We trying we trying to help his mental health, right? We trying to you know let the brother de stress, let the brother have you know. So so you ask the question, and so that's question. one way. Okay. So 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 here's three things. I I, I wrote these three things down. Triple A, ladies, you can remember triple A. And then Pastor B, you can tell me how to help the men. How how help us men. First A is ask. Ask less questions. You you wanted the answers, right? Yeah, yeah, want brothers, <laughs> I might be sacrificing my night for y'all. So y'all better at least take some notes. But here's what here's what here's ladies, here's what a lot of your men were there. If they nodded, they might be looking straight ahead because they're not trying to mess up. But I'm just telling you, in a quiet time, sneak it in and ask them. Ask less questions. Men don't psych, don't analyze every single thing. They don't, they don't all, you know, they, we have, we have the responsibility of, of a leadership <laughs> position where we don't, we don't, we don't play 20 questions with the, like, is one of our kids injured? Is the house on fire? Okay. Other than that, they're not worried about, well, in three weeks, it's going to be pollen season and we need to get a filter for this. Men, men aren't that. And so when you're asking questions, it stresses their mental health because they want to supply you with an answer, but it's it's not it's it's not on their list so prioritizing and asking less and so these are the things that i really need and other stuff talk about with your girlfriends right <laughs> y'all sort it out because it's going to change eight times and then when it gets to number nine <laughs> bring it to him when it's close to near final the pre-final draft then bring it to him and let him just now bestie you like to listen to me talk, right? In front of all these oh, people. Oh, I do. <laughs> Most 
course, definitely. I can't wait to have the conversation so about you, the conversation about the conversation. So let me clarify what you're saying. Are you saying let, ask less questions about your mental health or ask less questions in general? This is some good water. <laughs> Ask less questions in general. Is it the mug? It must be this flow church mug. This like, can you this clarify is, that ooh, point? Can you clarify? Mm, wait, I'm, mm, I'm swallowing. Judge, I want to. I want the witness to be handled as hostile. Hostile. <laughs> Answer the question. So, are you saying? I plead ask, the fifth. When I'm done, I plead my Fifth Amendment rights and not incriminate myself. So, are you saying ask us questions in you general? You want the truth? You or? can't handle the truth. <laughs> Are you saying ask those questions like if I okay perfect example ladies perfect example this is a good conversation perfect example sometimes I perceive okay and I know that I'm right we're using I words that's good <laughs> that you might be a little now bit we're using upset. you words now we're using you words that you might be a little bit upset about something okay and so the way that I typically approach it and I'm, I'm learning I'm taking notes I'm learning so I'll say hey are you okay. And you usually say, I'm fine. Well, because again, <laughs> is the house on fire? Is one of the kids in danger? Other than okay, that, wait, 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 wait. it's fine. It's so then my follow-up question is, oh, well, you don't seem well, fine. You well, because you and usually then... take a shower first, and then you brush your teeth. and then But you brush your left side of your face. Because I was so... watching you. You brush left, then right. You usually brush right, then left. That means you're some. So, so my next one, A wait, number two. Wait, 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 wait. First one is so, ask. Wait, wait, wait. It's going to help you. It's going to ask no, you a question. I'm, I'm not clear. I'm not it's going... So are you saying that when I ask you, it's, hey, are you okay? And you say, fine. I should stop asking questions. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> You said it. That's how Jesus answered Pilate, right? You said I'm a king. You said it. Okay, fine. If that okay, fine, me. If that's what, what you is, if that's how you want to do what's it. What's the scripture and how do you read it? <laughs> right. If okay. that's how you want to okay, do go it. Ahead, go ahead. Go so, ahead. So because number two is allow. Allow them. So when you ask less questions, when you do ask those questions, mm -hmm. then allow them to respond, define, and classify their emotions on their own terms. Okay? Remember. We have eight Crayolas. Uh -huh. You have 264. Mm -hmm. When we say yellow, uh -huh. don't go digging in our box trying to find sunburst and lemon <laughs> and uh, sarsaparilla or whatever else. Don't <laughs> don't go because because it's not in there. It's okay. not in there. And okay. so now you're trying to pull at something that's not in there and then you're going to get a whole nother color, right? You're going to get dark red, <laughs> blood red or something. And then it's like, oh, why are you? And and really, if he's fine with you. Now, now I'll, let me, let me add, add boundaries. Mm -hmm. Balance this. Man, it's not okay for us and nor is it good for our mental, um, our emotional health for us to say that we're fine and be exhibiting behaviors that clearly we're not. Because you were clearly. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So then support me with your <laughs> We are supposed to be preaching, right? This is good, whether you realize it or not. This is really good. So, 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 so what I'm saying is, Men, you can't be walking around the house slamming doors, slamming everything down, slamming the cup, slamming this, slamming this, grunting, snorting, snotting, breaking stuff, lying stuff, and then she say, "Oh, you know what's wrong," and you say, "Nothing, I'm fine." That's not fair. Right. That's not fair to her, and that impacts her emotional because now she's got to try to figure out what she clearly sees different. So, you have to put things in place. I am dealing with something, but I need a minute. I can't okay. talk about it right now. Okay. And so that's what I'm saying. Allow them to respond. Because, because you're, you're looking for, or a, a wife may be looking for, to try to pick out which crayon, which emotion. Mm -hmm. And the, the husband is trying to just process what he needs to do. He's not processing his emotions. He's trying to control his actions and okay. his responses. I can understand that. And so when you're prying for an emotion, well, you're this, you're this, you're this, and you're trying to get him to attach an emotion, and he's trying to calm down a reaction. 
And so then, you know, when those two things are competing with each other, then he may lash out at you, which is wrong. Right. But I'm saying, ladies, you got to make it easy on your husband not to lash out at you mm -hmm. by by not making him uncomfortably try to do something that you would do the mm -hmm. way you would handle it and not the way he chooses to handle it. Mm -hmm. Right. So sometimes. Sometimes a, a, a man in his anger, he just has to remove himself from a situation. He just has to have some time apart. So it's not necessarily time away with you it's just time to uh, in private and, and personally calm himself down so that he can then relate with you as the queen as the woman of God uh, like he wants to no different than in scripture when they came to Jesus and said your friend was beheaded Jesus didn't say a word he just got on the boat and went to and I believe that was because he he his his emotions were raging and so for women, it's like, if I talk about it, if I get it out and I talk mm -hmm. about it, men don't want to talk about it. Men mm -hmm. want to act. Write that down, right? ladies. See, men, men don't want to if I talk about it. It's soothing. and it's, Men don't want to be soothed, right? And they don't want, we want to fight. We, we do. We want to slap somebody. We want to go in the closet and tool up. We want to, you know, this and, and without respect to whether that's right or wrong. And men just keep looking straight ahead. Everybody, that's how we want. And mm -hmm. so part of part of not doing that, part of us being men of God is that we have to endure that anger for a moment mm -hmm. just and then process okay I'm, I'm better than this I can do this that's different way I can handle this I can do that and all. but 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 we're not thinking emotionally we're mm -hmm. thinking rationally like <clears throat> mm -hmm. this person or this thing attacked my family or did something to me we're straight line kind of guy we're not mm -hmm. oh let's go we're like eradicate that right if i put that on his back then it won't bother my family no more right. but then but you need time to process it like okay that's not the response god would have me do that's not gonna bless my family in the long run because there are repercussions to that but you need time to process all that without thinking about how you feel and, right. and what you do okay right. fair enough okay. fair enough and then the, the last a mm -hmm. is accept his response that mm -hmm. kind of goes to that like acts less Allow them to respond how they, and then accept their response. And mm -hmm. if they say, hey, I'm okay, I need this. And so then if they're, if they're maybe quieter than usual, accept that, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, again, I said they can't be stomping around the house. That's not right. fair, man. But you also can't expect, okay, well, you said you were fine. All right, now let's go out back and, and plant roses and plant flowers. Mm -hmm. And let's go talk to Mary Bell down the street. And let's go have a, mm -hmm. a picnic. You, that's not fair. Right. When, if they express like, hey, I'm having, I just need a few minutes. Mm -hmm then accept accept their response give them some time and maybe you know check in on them again it shouldn't be a whole week guys it shouldn't mm -hmm. be several several hours where your family's in hostage because of you but you know take 20 30 minutes so just kind of relax do it and then you can come back and then we can talk about it or then we can have a discussion right okay all I, right i can accept that praise the lord so what's what's the best way of supporting women with their mental health Sex. Okay. All right. <laughs> Shopping. <laughs> buy me something. Exactly. Just give me the platinum card. I'll go buy my own stuff. <laughs> That's okay. I got the number written down. I can just order it online. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, generally speaking, not all women, generally speaking, the number one thing that we want is to feel understood and heard. To feel understood, like you understand, not necessarily that you've been through it, but you can at least understand and value what I'm trying to express to you. Okay. And that I know that you heard me. You know, I, I know that you heard me. Feeling misunderstood and unheard is, it it's, it's frustrating for women. Okay. Sure. Um, differently, if we feel like that outside, especially for women of color and workplaces and things like that, it's almost expected for us not to be heard that's just the culture that we live in in this country that a woman of color can be in a boardroom or a woman period can be in a boardroom and she can say something in the room so I'm like oh okay but then you can say the exact same thing and it's like wow russell just had a great idea but vita just said the same thing and so then coming home and experiencing that same thing of feeling like i'm not understood and i'm not heard or that my emotions don't matter because you're logical. Mm -hmm. 
And so let's just get to logic. That is like the biggest thing to feel understood and heard. Yeah. And um, we can we can relate to that because mm-hmm. to a lesser extent, it's, it's much more for women, mm-hmm. especially women of color, it's much more. Mm-hmm. But for men, for a, a lot of times black men in a, in a workplace, you... Um, you know, you you are at the table, and it's like, wow, Russ, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, boy, oh boy, like, you know, and you're sitting there like, I have a graduate degree and 20 years of experience, right? And, me, and I say, hey, let's go to conference room to have the meeting, and you're like, good boy, and you, right. and they got to suppress fight, it. See, right. that's what you they've been suppressing all day long, ladies. So when they get home and they're not ready to talk, it's because mm-hmm. they want, you know. Kill my landlord. Kill my landlord. So you right. got it. So you got it. So yeah, but we understand that. Okay. okay. And then the, the next thing is security. Okay. Um, not necessarily security as in like a security guard, but just an assurance that things are going to be okay. Okay. An assurance that things are going to work out no matter what it is. If it's um, the baby has a temperature or we're the contract for the new house is going to the underwriter or we're about to launch a new business or um, I just don't feel well and I, I want to, I, I think I might have the flu or whatever, just security that it's going to be okay. You know, even if the words are, I can't personally fix it beyond praying, but I know that God will fix it. Yeah. You know, so if you can fix it, okay, fine. But if you can't fix it, the security of knowing that you're going to work with me to fix it. Um, we're so multifaceted more so than men, as far as our feelings are concerned, we're much more complex. And so I couldn't pinpoint the three like yours, that they were really well articulated. You like my triple A. Well done, Russ. Well done. That was really good, what you did there. Was was I articulate? You were very articulate and well-spoken. I was articulate. articulate. Um, So for, for my answers a lot broader, because... You know, for women, because without, you got that two hundred sixty-four box of crayons, you, well, you can't pinpoint it to three words and letters and AAA and acronym is something short and sweet. And no, oh, my watch says something. <laughs> she said that's not nice. <laughs> that was Siri. So <laughs> this is a really funny session. Um, she made me jump. Um, what was I saying? That's how God made us. Why do you think that Jesus told a woman to go tell that he had risen? Because he wanted to make sure that the story was told right and accurately with proper detail and color. And you could see what she was saying. And Thomas wasn't there when she gave the message. And that's why Thomas said, I can't believe. Because one of the dudes told Thomas, hey, you know what? Jesus got up. If Mary had told Thomas, he would have been able to believe it. When we get to heaven, (laughs) we'll get the real story. You want a sneak peek? That's the real story. No, you want a sneak peek? Go ahead. Jesus needs the time to change his clothes. What? <laughs> so he said, well, I'll send you because that's going to give me an hour. <laughs> he, was, he was picking out outfits. He had to swallow. You know, he had three days. He'd been to hell. He had that suit. You know, he had to get fresh and come correct. He's like, all right, so she's going to be a minute. I'm going to get my wardrobe together. Jesus so let me picking sum- out his pro. <laughs> let me summarize because we have to, we have more, but we, we yes, are, we're, we're out of town. And we're so, going to have them send questions in for yes, next week. send so, questions ahead, for next ahead. week. We're going to do this again next week. So for men. Next month. The, next no. Month. Next Next week. We're doing it all month long. Next week when we do. Yeah. Okay. Fine. See? See, I ain't know we're doing that much talking. <laughs> <laughs> so for men, the some of the best practices for supporting men and their emotional health is ask less questions. And when we finish filming, I still got questions about that. <laughs> Just know that I'm going to be asking some questions. Allow your spouse to respond, define, and classify their emotions on their terms and then accept their response. Triple it. And then for the women, we want to feel heard and understood. And we want security and or assurances. Amen. And we have to stop there. Yes. We have to stop there. But just know that we are committed to helping you with your emotional health and wellness. We know that God has a plan of wellness for you. And you can do all the work that it takes for you to be emotionally and mentally well and we are here to support you in all of that amen and if you're not a member of flow church right now 
go ahead and join click the button click this the is how we are all the time where you're, you're going to get good teaching but we're going to also give you transparency with us Amen. and what god has done in us because the same thing that god does in us he can do better in you Praise we god. we are not Praise the god. the litmus test for success he, he can do better and more in you and we want you to experience all of that thank you for hanging out with us Amen. tonight Amen. Amen. we love you uh, we pray this bless you uh, go over this notes. Let this be conversation starters mm -hmm. for you and your spouse. Don't just let this be something you let this be conversation pieces that you go back and talk about, you know, ask, do, does he want you to ask that question? Does he want you to allow and respond? Does he want you to accept Does She wants security. Does she, how does she want the security? Mm -hmm. What, you know, what's security for her? Um, what, what, uh, what makes her her, what makes mm -hmm. her, you know, all the things, ask those questions so that you become an expert in your spouse. That's the whole, that's the point of this. If you're going to be called a husband, you're going to be called a wife, you should be good at it. Amen. And your spouse should know that you know them and that you're willing to take good care of their emotional health. Because if if you do those things for your husband, his mental health will improve and you'll have a better husband. If you do those things for your wife, her mental health will improve and you'll have a better wife. And then so together, you'll have a better marriage that'll filter to your kids, your money, your family, all the things that God has for you. So we love you. Um, if you haven't joined, join. And there's some information there if you need prayer. If you want prayer for your marriage or if your spouse isn't with you, especially you want them something, uh, my counselors are there. They're expertly trained to help you get prayer tonight if you uh, need and want prayer. And then um, lastly, we want to receive tonight's offering. Um, they're going to put information on the screen where you can give via Cash App, give on the website, dollar sign, float church, text to give, uh, be a blessing. So give an offering. The Bible says when you receive a spiritual is right that uh, your, your natural is given in exchange. And so we're a giving church. We're a tithing church. And so we want to give you an opportunity to be blessed by God and to sow a seed into the good ground of this word that you heard tonight and the good ground of our teaching and our ministry. So uh, hear from God. Use that information. Uh, do it. Let God bless you for it, and, and we're going to pray about it as we close out here. Amen. Father, we bless you. We give you honor and glory. We thank you for this opportunity in and around your word. We thank you for the interest of your word bringeth light. Bless these married couples, Father. You have joined us together so that we could live together the enjoyable married life. And we thank you, Father, for teaching us tonight, giving us insight on how improving our mental health improves our marriage, and improving our marriage improves our mental health so that it works out for your glory and our good every time. We bless you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, God bless you. We love you so very much. Um, if you have questions about how to get your questions to us, uh, they're going to put a number in the uh, on the screen. Our hosts and greeters are where you can text your information. Uh, there's also going to be some information coming out, so make sure you're on our mailing list if you aren't already to get our text and email because we're going to send some information where you can actually submit questions to us and whatever you send us a question about we'll answer it so if you have a question about it you can send it send it anonymously anonymously we won't say your name um but you can send us whatever question and we'll answer it if it's something the bible something about marriage something about life sex uh children or any of that kind of stuff we will answer those questions for you uh so you can get what god's heart is for amen we love amen. you have a good night love you good night